2: You're listening to Making Life Brighter on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel, where we provide you with the latest information in natural healing, consciousness training, and all cutting-edge healing modalities, featuring experts in their fields, including authors, musicians, and artists. Making Life Brighter will be a forum for healing, inspiring, and uplifting entertainment. Here's your host, Winifred Adams.
3: You're listening to Making Life Brighter. Thank you for tuning in today. I have a very special guest with us today. We have new book author, Sean Jones, Sean Nix Jones, with her new book, Secrets from Chuckling Goat. And not only is this in keeping with everything we've been talking about from last fall until now, but Sean has a fantastic story to share with us, and it's about a transformation from a busy city life in San Francisco in the U.S. to a radical change and how healing transformed her life through goat's milk. So you're going to love this today. Welcome, Sean, and thank you so much for being on with us today.
0: Oh, it's a real pleasure to speak with you.
3: Are you you actually in the U.K. or Wales right now? Is that where you're calling
0: in from? I am in Wales right now on our hillside farm looking out over the Irish Sea and it's snowing.
3: Oh my goodness, that's fabulous. <laughs> that's fabulous. Wow. Well, your book is fantastic. I just have to say, I can't wait till everybody can get their hands on it and read it. It's just such an easy read. It's so beautiful and it's a lovely story. Oh, really. thank you. You have, you started out in Texas, I think, right? You grew up in Texas, is that right? I was born in Texas, yep. Yeah. And then, You made your way eventually to San Francisco, Mm -hmm. and you were a writer for a while, and then you ended up as a very, very well-known talk show host. That's right. I was a
0: reporter for the San Francisco Chronicle for about five years, and then I was radio talk show host on KGO News Talk 810 Radio in San Francisco for 10 years.
3: And what was that like for you? Tell us what, what you aspired to do and then how you ended up there.
0: Well, let's see. It was, there was never a real coherent plan here. Um, I loved being a reporter. I did a bunch of undercover stories, and I ended up writing a story going undercover in the high schools. Um, that got a lot of attention, and I ended up doing some radio work as a result of that story. Got contacted by the executive producer at KGO at the time, a wonderful lady named Robin Bertolucci, who I credit for everything. And she said, why don't you come on and do radio? And I said, I don't know anything about radio. I don't have any broadcasting training. And she said, that's great, because you're not an expert. So you can just say, I'm not an expert, but here's how it looks to me. And I said, mm, all right,
3: <laughs> I'll give it a go. <laughs> Wow, that's amazing. And so you just jumped in and and you made a hit, really. I did jump
0: in. You know, my theory has always been jump off a cliff and figure it out on the way down. So that's pretty much been my modus operandi all the way through my life.
3: That's amazing. What is it that um, allowed you so much success with that? Because you didn't think of yourself that way before you went into it, but you, you did jump in. So you spoke in the book about how, you know, you were entertaining and you were on the on the borderline all the time, lest you lose your job or keep your job. You're on the high wow. wire.
0: That's right. I remember my boss said to me before I started, he said, I want to feel like you're on the high wire. I want to feel like you're always about to fall off. If you ever do fall off, I'll fire you and I can't tell you where the edge is. So good luck. <laughs>
3: No pressure there.
0: No pressure there. Um, And I think the thing is I kind of grew up on the air. I was on the air from, um, I ended up from 10 p.m. to 1 a.m. So I was working the night shift five nights a week. But I was on the air from the time I was 28 to 38. And it was talk radio, so it was pretty combative. You know, we were arguing and discussing and debating. And I learned pretty quickly that the best way to get a lot of people calling in was to make a lot of people angry all at once. And so that's <laughs> no. what I did. You know, it's, it's not easy to get calls. Um, so that's what I did. I can't say it was particularly good for my personality, um, but it taught me to research so that's the skill that I took forward out of that. I could really put my hands on a computer and shake it down and get the facts out of it that I needed.
3: And so you would provoke situations or scenarios in different people and create fascinating talk. That's kind of
0: Well, we were pretty news-driven. So I would read five newspapers a day and flip through and find the news that people wanted to talk about. And it's an interesting thing about news talk. Um, I know from the, the title of your show, you know, To get people to focus on what does make life brighter is difficult because people are naturally drawn to the negative. It's Mm -hmm. a funny thing. You know, our ancestors, when we came out of the cave and looked around, the ones who looked around and said, oh, look at the beautiful sunset, look at the gorgeous flowers, they're not our ancestors because they got eaten by tigers. (laughs) You know, our ancestors are the ones who came out and looked around and said, is anything here going to eat me? And then they went back into the cave and they survived. So the brain naturally leans toward the negative. And it really takes a great force of will to focus instead on the positive, which is what's so great about the title of your show.
3: Oh, thank you. Well, you know what? You got it because that's exactly the point to this show is that there is so much negative out there. And the idea is if each one of us, guests or however we present this, can add a little bit more light to the world, we might turn that tide. So
0: You've got to focus consciously on doing And I really think that's the next step for us as human beings. If we're going to evolve, we've got to stop working on that old reptilian default, which focuses your attention on the negative. You know, okay, it's a healthy brain. It's trying to keep you alive. But it's a powerful effort of will to focus on the positive instead. And if we don't do that, I think we're all going to be in big trouble.
3: Amen to that, definitely. that's Consciousness is up, and if you're not on board with what's coming, you're not going to be on board with what's coming. <laughs> no, no, we've got we to shift what we're doing. So when you actually got fired, so to speak, when your show was canceled, what did they tell you? Why was the, such a successful show taken off the air?
0: They didn't tell me anything. They just told me to pack my stuff and leave. Um, I will say that after having done it for 10 years – Um, I probably wasn't putting the effort into it that I should have. You know, I'd allowed it to get stale, and I really felt... It was interesting because it was such a great um, bully pulpit. You know, there was KGO 50... uh, 500,000... No, 50,000 watts. It's been a long time. 50,000 watts, and it went (laughs) up and down the country, a million listeners at night. That is a big bully pulpit, and I kept thinking... I know, yeah, that's amazing. It was huge, and I kept thinking, you know, I should be able to do something good, right? I should be... I, I have all this time. I can do whatever I want, And for some reason, I just could never make it work to make a difference in a positive way. I would keep, you know, trying, and I would try to get candidates on that I supported for office. I would try to support you know, the trees or the animals or the eco issues or th- things that I felt like would make a difference. And I, I just felt like I was treading water. I couldn't ever get any traction to really make a difference. Um, and so I started to get really frustrated because it seemed clearly it was my fault. If I wasn't able to use that bully pulpit to do some good, um, the, the fault was all mine. So I was I was getting uh, I was to the end of it really, but it was such a great gig that I wouldn't have been able to walk away from it. So they did me a great favor in the end, snipped the cord, and you know the sword fell on me. I was gone.
3: (laughs) I don't think the sword fell on you. I think a shining star fell on you (laughs) because what you did next is a sword at the time. (laughs) It's a little bit like perfect serendipity, all in a maybe a a negative experience initially but it certainly was an open door for you to walk down a whole new path and that's what this book is about secrets from chuckling goat by sean nix jones is going to be available coming february on amazon and um, amazon.co.uk as well and you can definitely check out her website at chucklinggoat.co.uk so if you haven't heard about this book upcoming, uh, you need to check it out for sure, because it's such a sweet story. And in the next segments, we're going to get into what she did, how she did it, and why she did it. And that's going to be just so inspirational for all of you listeners out there, because her story is one of great success in the the commercial world, turned into an entire about-face and then for the well-being of all mankind, doing exactly what she just said. And that is, you know, you basically turned around and did the very thing that you wanted to do. You're now helping people be healthy. You're helping people by inspiring them. You're living the life that you want to live there on the countryside. I mean, it's it's just amazing. It's it's sort of like a reverse American um, success story, if you will. Because people come <laughs> to America for that, and you reversed and went to Wales. <laughs>
0: It is. It, it's backwards, isn't it? I went back to the old country, and I went back to a lot of the ancient traditions that we have forgotten. And I tell you what I found here, we've thrown a lot of babies out with the bathwater.
3: Explain what you mean by that.
0: Well, when I came to the farm, um, my husband lives on a self-sustaining farm. He makes his own bread, his own cheese, his own beer. We make our own soap. And this is hard work. I'm not going to lie to you. You know, it's not easy to go and pick blackberries from the hedges and make your own right. jam. <laughs> and as as a city girl from San Francisco who couldn't boil an egg, you know, I had a maid in San Francisco to clean my house, right? And suddenly, I find myself on this farm cooking dinner for 10 people around this 8-foot pine table that Rich has made from a tree that he cut down on his parents' property, right? This is a completely different world. But what I discovered was when I started making my own jam and making my own bread and making my own cheese, I felt happy. And what I worked out was comfort food it has nothing to do with like empty calories that you stuff down your head. Comfort food is the food that you make with your own hands and feed it to your family to make them healthy. That's comfort food. And is the comfort food is made in with the love, making. right? Making it with love. That's how the love gets in. The comfort is in the tasks. It's in the doing of the tasks. And as we've gotten so busy and we're spinning faster and faster and faster, we go, oh, I don't have time to make bread. Don't have time to make jam. Don't have time to make cheese. Don't have time to milk an animal or care for an animal or be in touch with nature. Don't have time for that because I'm so busy. I got to get in my plastic cubicle and whiz down the road and sit in front of my plastic cubicle and talk to other plastic cubicles because I'm real busy. (laughs) You know, there's not a lot of satisfaction there. And those old tasks that we have so conveniently outsourced to other people, the happiness is in the doing of the tasks. It's not eating the jam that makes you happy. It's making it. It's picking the berries and making the jam. That's where the happiness is. We've outsourced it.
3: Well, we've also lost connection, don't you think? I mean, we've lost connection with nature and all the things that are inherent to our entire biology.
0: We have totally lost touch with nature. You're exactly right. And because nature is dirty and nature is muddy and nature has poo and nature, you know, all of these things. When I was forced back into contact with this stuff, let me tell you about chop wood carry water. You know, oh, that sounds nice. I'm like, oh, yeah, you know, it's like a meditative thing. Carrying water sucks, all right? Water <laughs> is heavy. And when you carry it, it splashes on your legs. and Yeah, you're but it's armed. like a free workout. You're actually you're getting shape, hurt. right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you carry water to keep something alive, right? You don't right. carry water because it's fun. You carry water because the animal at the other end of that path will die if you don't well, get the water there.
3: With that in mind, we're going to be right back with more Sean Nix-Jones and her fabulous book, Secrets from Chuckling Goat. And you're going to definitely want to check out this book as well as her website because she has many things that she's going to share with us in the next segment. You're listening to Making Life Brighter. You can check us out on MLB Radio. And if you'd like, you can email us directly at radio at makinglifebrighter.com. We'll be right back.
4: Opinions, options, answers. Voice America Health and Wellness.
5: Making life brighter, your health and healing resource. With 20 years of successful healing, medical intuitive Winifred Adams has assisted thousands of people with their health and emotional well-being, including a celebrity clientele. An expert in emotional healing and body system health, Winifred specializes in emotional trauma and hard-to-solve cases. An official guide to John of God, Winifred works with people from all over the world to facilitate optimum health. Visit MakingLifeBrighter.com for more information and a discount off your first session. Appointments available in person or by Skype. Journey to John of God for healing with your guide, Medical Intuitive Winifred Adams. Experience healing with the world's most revered transmedium, John of God. Witness incredible healings, visit the sacred waterfall, and experience the heart-opening wonders of the Casa de Dominacio in Brazil. For more information, visit MakingLifeBrighter.com. Tune in and visit the archived shows to learn of the miraculous healing with John of God. Special offer when you mention you heard it on the Health and Wellness Channel. See the website for details, www.MakingLifeBrighter.com.
4: Get the news on our shows and other happenings by following us on Twitter. Find us at VoiceAmericaTRN or Twitter.com forward slash VoiceAmericaTRN. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Welcome back
2: to Making Life Brighter with Winter Fred Adams on the Voice America Health & Wellness Channel the preferred choice for conscious education and entertainment. For more information please visit us at brighter.com. If you have questions or comments please email us at radio at com. That's radio at com. And now back to the show with your host, Winifred Adams
3: And we're back, this is Winifred Adams of Making Life Brighter Radio and I have a special guest with me here today, Sean Nix Jones with her beautiful book Secrets from Chuckling Goat And if you haven't checked out her website yet, you need to go to chucklinggoat.co.uk.com and check out all the beautiful products that they're creating from goat's milk as well as pre-order the book, which is coming out in February. So we were just talking in the last segment about her transition from the big city in San Francisco as a very successful talk show host to then moving on. And what she did is her heart kind of told her this was not where she wanted to go. And yet she by complete serendipity and synchronicity and maybe just all good karma (laughs) ended up in the UK and started a whole new life. So tell us a little bit about that, Sean, tell us how that transition happened.
0: Well, this is a real story about how all the negative, difficult, hard things that happened to me were completely necessary. You know, I'm a big fan of that. I I am the girl who got it wrong a thousand times. I've made all the mistakes that I could possibly think of to make, and I wouldn't change a single thing because every single one of them led me to where I am now. Every single one of them taught me something, um, the most horrific experiences that I've been through. And I've been through some doozies. I wouldn't trade a single second because it's all been so, so necessary.
3: What's a doozy?
0: Uh, my doozy, here's my doozy, right? So I'm in California, I meet an Englishman who's on vacation. We fall madly in love. We move to the UK together. I marry this person. Um, this does not go well. I will just say that I end up three years later escaping that situation with two children and one suitcase in the back of my car. <laughs> and I end up in this little town in, in Wales with no money. No job, no place to live. On New Year's Day, everything is closed with my kids in the back of the car and one suitcase.
3: That's scary. What did you
0: do? Well, I phoned a friend, and she found me a place to stay. And we ended up in this beautiful little cottage that had—we got our water from a well— And we dried our laundry over the range, and we had a big, beautiful picture window. There was no neighbors in sight. This was a very isolated little cottage, but there was a picture window, and you could see sheep out the window, and we watched the sheep instead of uh, the TV. It was very peaceful, and so because of what I had been through, um, I was so enchanted with the peace of that place, and so I was alone with my kids in that very isolated cottage for two years. And then at the end of two years, I thought, you know what, I'm going to become a nun here because <laughs> here <laughs> yeah, I am, you're... right? an American woman in Wales. Now, Wales is a tra- very traditional um, place. The culture is very old fashioned. It's like, it's the closest thing you can imagine to getting in a time machine and going back 200 years. If you were to put horses and, and carriages on the road, it, it would look pretty similar. It's all sort of stone, small stone houses, little tiny windy roads. There are more castles per square mile than anywhere in Europe. But there's no plastic, there's no billboards, there's no junk. You know, it's very rural, um, and it's very poor as it happens, but it's absolutely beautiful and I just, I fell in love with this place. It's so wild, and it's so misty, and it's so full of magic, and I just thought, you know, there is still magic here. It has not been trampled out of the land, as you see in so many places. You know, England is pretty trampled. It's been civilized. It, there's no wildness there, but there was wildness in Wales, and I could, it was like, there was almost secrets that I could hear in the in the hills or in the trees. I just, it was like, oh, what is it trying to say to me? I was, I was just enchanted. And so even though my mom would call me from California and say, come home, you know, what are you doing? Come home. I said, mom, you know, I am home. I, it's real, mm-hmm. I can't explain it to you. It's crazy, but I am home. However, I did get kind of bored of being on my own because in this traditional culture, as a, an American woman and as, an, as a single American woman, right, what can I do? What am I going to do? Go into a pub on my own? No, no, no. You don't do that here. That would be like going, you know, back 200 years and just walking into a bar. A woman doesn't do that on her own. So I was going to the grocery store, taking my kids to school, doing the school run, and I wasn't meeting anyone because everyone was in family units. So finally, um, a friend of mine suggested that I go onto Match.com, and I went onto Match.com, and the first wink that I got was from this Welsh uh, harp maker, that's sweet. so. That that turned out to be rich.
3: It's your current husband, yeah. And so, what was it like when you when you first met? Because I'm <laughs> sure there's cultural differences.
0: Well, let me just say, by the way, I'm a big fan of Match.com. I am a big fan <laughs> of online dating, and and I'll tell you why. Because it's a way for you to sort of be your own matchmaker. You can make it. Uh, Personally, my own hormones have made decisions for me through the years. Not the best. You know, not the best decisions. (laughs) But with the online dating, before you ever meet anyone, you can make sure that they're appropriate. You can go, okay, yes, they're single, or at least if you believe them. You know, yes, they're they're the right marital status, (laughs) the right education, the right, you know, all these practical considerations that matchmakers used to take into account, but we never do. You can do it for yourself. In online dating. It's great. Mm-hmm. And plus, it, it beats meeting someone in a bar. I mean, what do you know about... You meet them in a bar, you know one thing about them. They like to drink. <laughs>
3: exactly. exactly. So you, yeah. you actually had sort of the ideal magical love story take place. And it was a complete turnabout from what happened to you and on that New Year's Day and the relationship you would previously had. So tell us <laughs> the magic of that that meeting.
0: Well, I learned a lot from from that experience that I had gone through. And what I learned was I wanted someone who was kind. I wanted someone who was gentle. I wanted someone who loved children. I wanted someone who loved animals. I wanted someone who had a good sense of humor. You know, I don't I don't think I'd ever ask myself that question of like what do I want in a partner? And that's one of the things that match.com asks you. You have to sit down and write down what you want. I tell you what, it's an exercise that I recommend to everyone, every woman and every man for that matter. Sit down and write down what do you want? You know, mm-hmm. write it down in detail. And I went, okay, this is what I want. I want, I want, I want to be on a farm. I want the farm to be on a hill because I was in um, San Francisco when the earthquake happened, and I just, I went, oh, you know what? This is too close to sea level. I, I want to be up on a hill. <laughs> and so I was real specific for the first time in my life, writing down all these things. So I got the wink from you know this Welsh harp maker, and I thought, oh, what am I going to do? And so finally, I, we, I spoke to him on the phone. And his voice was so lush, <laughs> it was just, just uh, the Welsh accent is just so melodic and beautiful. Oh, uh, sure. And he was, and real, he was probably all man. And I <laughs> thought, oh dear, I am in trouble now.
3: <laughs> yes. And so when you met him in person, what was that like?
0: Um, well, I was so nervous because of course I hadn't you know, dated in forever. Um, and I was so nervous, I almost drove, I drove by the place and I had to come back around and I almost stopped, I almost kept driving, but I decided, no, no, go ahead and go in there. So, walked in and Rich is really tall, he's got really broad shoulders, got green eyes and he's a woodworker, so he's got these woodworker hands. And so, we just started talking and we talked so long and so hard that all the food was gone by the time we sought to order and, <laughs> you know, that that was pretty much it. But, <clears throat> because he, his wife had left him with two kids he had two teenage daughters and he's such a hands-on dad you know that's he was raising his girls so he was in the same situation I was in he was doing the school run doing the shopping um, and he was working and so uh, he wouldn't have ever met anyone either we were living in towns that were 10 minutes apart but we our circles never would have crossed
3: isn't that amazing that's amazing in such a small area that you wouldn't know each other
0: I you know, I know, it is. I mean, it's
3: one, one more of those
0: synchronicities. And I'm so, that's why I say I'm the luckiest woman in the world. My story is full of these magical synchronicities. But it all started to happen for me after I started asking for what I wanted. It really that's did. I, be- I believe in that. You, know, you
3: But you have to
0: ask for what you want.
3: Yes, it's true. <laughs> so you have to put out to the universe exactly what it is you're looking for. And you got it, and you got it in spades. You not only got the man of your dreams, you got the farm and a whole new family on top of it. How did that come to pass?
0: Well, because I had two kids and he had two kids. When he told me he had two teenage daughters, I thought, "Uh Oh, here we go. (laughs) You know, his daughters were gorgeous. They were beautiful girls and they were so gentle. They were so good to my two who were little. My kids were, uh, let's see, two and nine at the time. And his girls were 16 and 17. Um, So, it was like a Brady Bunch thing. I don't think Rich and I were ever alone. You know, our first date, he invited me and my kids to come over to the farm, and he and his kids cooked us supper. And so we all got together. Uh-huh. The big kids That's took sweet. the little kids into the you know, room to watch TV, and they were just... They got on great. I've been... More lucky than I could ever expect about that part of it. You know, having a blended family, as anyone knows who's done it, it is not easy. So they, from from the get-go, we were lucky the kids got along. Then we invited everyone back to my house, you know, we and I cooked them dinner. Luckily, the only thing I knew how to cook at the time was roast chicken. And his daughter, Karis, is crazy for roast chicken. So that was the <laughs> point for me.
3: <laughs> um, so you, did, you passed did the Easter test, and then, day, then, they, then they asked you to move in. They did and it was
0: adorable. The girls, uh, one texted me and one phoned me and asked me to move in. And Isn't I said to him, Did sweet. you put them up to that? And he said that he didn't, but I think he did.
3: Uh well who cares, right? You you got exactly what you put down on paper and what you wanted and then more.
0: I did. Including I did. a lot it of
3: work was... on the farm. <laughs> It was a magical
0: thing, right? Well, so then, then, then comes the second act, right? So you get everything you want. Oh, this is great. And I had all these Laura Ashley fantasies, right? Let me tell you how the Laura Ashley fantasy goes. You may have one of your own. Oh, I'm, I'm on the farm. I'm wearing a floral dress. I'm skipping down the hill with the daisies. I'm wearing a big floppy hat and I'm carrying, you know, a bucket, maybe like a copper pail or something. No, not so much. <laughs> Let me tell you about the reality of life on the farm, right? Rubber, waterproof trousers, wellies to protect against the mud, which is up to your knees. (laughs) It's cold. It's wet. Hay is heavy. You know, mud is just like an element that you live in. Animals do things that you wish they wouldn't do. You milk a goat. They kick over the bucket. You know, the, the, the Disney version of the farm is very different than the reality. That's what I came to find out.
3: Well, we'll be right back with more Sean Nix Jones and her book, Secrets from the Chuckling Goat, and her story about how she transformed her life into a healing business, actually, using goat's milk. And when we come back, we're going to talk about that and how she and her new blended family actually did this and what they're doing today and how it can benefit you. So stay tuned. We'll be right back with more Sean Nix Jones and... She definitely got what she wanted. Number one, that would be groundedness. We'll be right back. This is Making Life Brighter.
4: Your life, your health, your network. Voice America Health and Wellness.
5: Journey to John of God for healing with your guide, medical intuitive Winifred Adams. Experience healing with the world's most revered transmedium, John of God. Witness incredible healings, visit the sacred waterfall, and experience the heart opening wonders of the Casa de Dominacio in Brazil. For more information, visit MakingLifeBrighter.com. Tune in and visit the archived shows to learn of the miraculous healing with John of God. Special offer when you mention you heard it on the Health and Wellness Channel. See the website for details www.makinglifebrighter.com. Making Life Brighter, your health and healing resource. With 20 years of successful healing, medical intuitive Winifred Adams has assisted thousands of people with their health and emotional well-being, including a celebrity clientele. An expert in emotional healing and body system health, Winifred specializes in emotional trauma and hard-to-solve cases. An official guide to John of God, Winifred works with people from all over the world to facilitate optimum health. Visit MakingLifeBrighter.com for more information and a discount off your first session. Appointments available in person or by Skype.
2: Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, Blackberry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, Blackberry App World, or Android Market.
4: Opinions, Options, Answers. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness.
2: Welcome back to Making Life Brighter with Winifred Adams on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information, please visit us at makinglifebrighter.com. If you have questions, comments, or would like to make an appointment with medical intuitive Winifred Adams, please email us at radio at makinglifebrighter.com. That's radio at makinglifebrighter.com. Making Life Brighter, the preferred choice for conscious education and entertainment. Now, back to the show with your host, Winifred Adams.
3: And we're back. This is Winifred Adams with Making Life Brighter, and we're here with Sean Nix-Jones, and we've been talking to her about her extraordinary life story, which is chronicled in her new book, Secrets from Chuckling Goat. And if you haven't pre-ordered it yet, you can definitely go on her website at chucklinggoat.co.uk and look at all the different products that have spawned from her lifestyle in Wales and what it's done for her and how it's helping people all across the world. And she was just telling us her magical love story. And then the fairy tale turned into reality, which was, you know, knee deep in mud and uh, on a farm. (laughs) So, yes, you, you actually took the beauty of that place and now work it daily. But you do it for the benefit of all the people. And it's, it's goat's milk, it's kefir, it's, it's products, it's healing products. So let's go into how you actually came to this and stumbled into this business because it's turned into a big business for you.
0: It has, but it all started with one goat and one little boy who is my son, Benji, and at the time, he was little, so he was only two when we came to the farm, Um, but he had terrible bronchial infections, Um, and one time, he was hospitalized, but he kept having to take antibiotics over and over, and he was so small, and, you know... Every three months, he'd have to go back to the GP, more antibiotics. So I said to Rich, look, we've got to do something. And Rich said, let's get a goat. And I said, um, why? <laughs> I've just told you, my son is ill. Why are you telling me we need to get a goat? Well, Rich is Welsh, and Rich also knows. He's, one annoying thing about him, he's always right. So he—it was in the Welsh tradition that goat's milk is good for bronchial conditions, allergies, eczema and things like that. So I said, fine, I take your word for it. Well, you're the farmer, you know. So we went and got a goat. And the goat was so cute that we got another goat. And then we had to get the goat's mother. And then we had to get get the goat's brother. And then we had four goats. (laughs) So you had a farm of goats. I started trying to milk this goat, and I would just cry every night because it was so difficult to try to milk the goat. But I finally succeeded, gave the goat's milk to Benji, and it cleared his asthma, and it cleared his bronchial infections. He stopped getting the infections, he stopped taking the antibiotics, and we put his inhalers away in the closet.
3: Wow, and how long did that take, roughly?
0: Um, it wasn't very long. It took about two months, probably, for us to really see a difference, and then he's never had um, antibiotic since. It's just that was it. Oh, it's that's got phenomenal. Infections. Really? It, and so I was amazed, got on the computer, did some research, found there is a huge amount of science behind um, the efficacy of particularly raw goat's milk. It actually prevents hay fever and asthma if you take it as a child. So I thought, okay, this is good. Then we had too much milk. So we like to keep our goats happy. That's the name, Chuckling Goat. And they were so happy that they were giving us too much milk and the milk was going off. So I didn't know what to do with it. And I didn't want to make cheese because everybody and his brother makes cheese. You know, so I went online again and typed in, you know, what do I do with too much goat's milk? And it came up with goat's milk soap. And I thought, "Mm, that's odd, but interesting. So I went on a, a course. I, took a course to learn how to put the milk into soap and into skin cream, started doing that, and that cleared Benji's eczema to the point where other mums on the school run were going, what are you putting on Benji's skin because it's looking really good? And I said, oh, the stuff I'm making, oh, can I have some of that? So I said, look, Rich, you quit your job. I'm going to quit my job, and we're going to start to do this. If we... At the time, we were keeping goats just because we loved them. They were a very expensive hobby. And I thought, if we push this a little further, maybe they could keep us instead of us keeping them.
3: Fabulous. Now, there is a beautiful story all in one. And, and you've actually branched out now, and, and you're selling this all around the world, right?
0: Well, we are. Um, the next step was that we, so we still had too much milk, and we learned how to make this powerful Eastern European probiotic called kefir. Mm -hmm. Now, in California, which is where I'm from, they did know about kefir, so I was familiar with it. Um, Nobody else really had heard about it. Over in the U.K., it's not big. But we we learned to make kefir from a Russian doctor who had used it to treat her son and take him off the autistic spectrum. It turns out if you put the good bugs back into the gut, you can have a huge impact on things like ADHD, autism, schizophrenia, dyspraxia, um, as well as skin conditions like eczema, psoriasis, rosacea. It all starts in the gut. So when the gut, when your microbiome is damaged by antibiotics, sugar, toxins, environmental toxins, and stress, it's like... It's like pouring bleach into a river. You know, it wipes out all those good life forms in there. That's a great great analogy of bleach in a river. Well, Your insides are like the Amazon rainforest. You know, you've got all kinds of life forms in there. There's bugs and bees and birds and lizards and jaguar and deer. And if you put antibiotics in there, it's like pouring bleach into the river. It kills those life forms, and they don't grow back properly. The first place you see that is on your skin.
3: Absolutely. It, the skin is reflective of everything. It's a bit like when we do iridology here and you can see what's coming out through the body. And a dysbiotic gut is the worst thing that a person can have because it affects every single organ system. And yeah. what you're saying is goat's milk is affecting and re-populating, re, uh, not populating, but necessarily it's, it's, it's changing the biodynamic so that the gut can function again and then the organs can take up the slack.
0: That's exactly right. The powerful thing about kefir is that it actually does permanently repopulate the gut with the yeast and bacteria that it needs to function. uh, Kefir, unlike yogurt, survives the digestive process, and it gets in there and repopulates. So it it is the perfect recovery aid after antibiotics or surgery to put the good stuff back in.
3: And what did... What was it like when you first started doing this? Were people open to it there? Did they say, yeah, this is great, and, and jump on board? Or was it a little bit like you had to work to educate people?
0: Well, we did have to work to educate people, um, but people were pretty open to it because we were very lucky. And we got a the, the big newspaper here, the Daily Mail, did a review of our soap. I was making uh, oatmeal and honey soap for my son's eczema, and they gave it a 9 out of 10 rating. And Pears Soap, which is a very traditional soap here, only got two out of ten. So um, I only knew three stores because I was an American. I knew Harrods, Selfridges, and Fortnum & Mason. (laughs) Those are the three stores Mm -hmm. I knew. I sent that article. I cut it out of the Daily Mail and sent it to those three stores. And Fortnum & Mason, which is where the queen shops, um, came back to us and said, we're very interested in your products. So I said, "Yippee, we're interested in you too." Went to London, had a meeting there, and, and they launched our products in their shop, which is, you know, stunning with the doorman at the door and the mahogany staircase and the chandeliers and the whole, you know, oh, very exciting. So, um they put our products there. So we started to get, you know, some press attention. And everything was going really well until Rich went into the hospital and came out of the hospital with an MRSA infection, a superbug infection that was resistant to antibiotics.
3: Yikes, that's serious. So what happened? Did you use, were you able to use the product to help him? Well, he had a 10
0: inch incision up and down his midline. And because he'd had his entire uh, large intestine taken out and the Bugs were actually eating holes in the intestine. It was horrific, and they were getting deeper every day. So instead of healing, the holes were getting deeper. They were measuring it with a ruler. Wow. They put a probe in there, measure it, and every day it was deeper. The doctor came. He was at home um, because he'd caught the infection in hospital, so there was you know, no point in him going back to hospital. Antibiotics wouldn't work, so there was nothing the doctor could do. The doctors came and had a look, turned white, <laughs> and ran from the room, basically said, we don't have any experience with this, and left. And I thought, I have come so far, and I have worked so hard, and I finally met this wonderful man, and he's likely to die on my sofa. You know, the day that that infection hit his vital organs, we were, we were finished. So I said, you know what, this is not happening, not on my watch, not, you know, I just haven't come this far to have it end. This is not how my happy ending ends.
3: Good for you. That's, so that's scary.
0: Mm-hmm. On the internet. And I started just looking for answers. And I thought, you know, as we were talking earlier about the whole, you know, you can't be negative. You can't just do what you've always done. If you do what you've always done, you'll get what you've always got. So I needed something different. And I thought, you know, I think, I think that the way we're thinking about this is wrong. Thinking about fighting the infection, battling, you know, struggling, killing, killing the bugs. It's like that's, It's so aggressive that it's got to be wrong. There must be a way that I can sort of resolve this infection and dance the whole thing into the light. If the doctors can't help me, I'm just going to have to think about things in a different way. I found two things. One thing I found was a story about essential oils from the days of the Black Plague, where they were using it to fight the Black Plague infection. And I Mm -hmm. thought, ooh, essential oils. I use essential oils in my soap because that's what I used to scent the soap. So I started mixing up, you know, different combinations of essential oils and came up with one that I thought was, you know, seemed pretty strong. The other was I thought the kefir might help to repopulate the good bacteria on his skin because I knew it worked inside the gut. And so I thought it might work on the skin. Now, by this point, you have to understand, Rich was kind of fading in and out of consciousness, and I I I was probably close to having a nervous breakdown. I was really... I don't know. I was. I, I think of it as a break out. I was like, I was in a flow state, you know. But I was kind of crazy. Oh yeah. And I said, okay. This is
3: major. This is this is trauma right at your doorstep, right in front of you. And what do you do when the doctors say, "Sorry, can't help"?
0: It was really frightening. It was really frightening. So I said, "Right, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to bathe him down with this essential oil combination." On, on the wound itself, I, did, I wasn't brave enough to actually put this oil that I'd made up on the wound itself. On the wound itself, I put surgical honey, Manuka-infused surgical dressings. And then I bathed him down with a, a diluted version of this oil. And then I put the kefir on his skin. And my theory was, because MRSA colonizes all over your body, so you can clear the wound as much as you want, it's gonna repopulate. So I thought, I need an ally, I need a friend, I need a microbiotic friend, and kefir is that ally. I can put the kefir on his skin, and it will, you know, repopulate. And it, it worked. Two weeks later, he swabbed clear of MRSA.
3: That is unbelievable. Well, we'll be right back with more Sean Nix Jones story and how she saved her husband's life, created a new business, and is helping people all over the world. Her book is Secrets from Chuckling Goat, and you can get it at chucklinggoat.co.uk. You can pre-order it there. It's going to come out in February. This is Making Life Brighter. You can catch us on MLB Radio, and we'll be right back with more of this amazing story.
4: Opinions, options, answers. Voice America Health & Wellness.
5: Making Life Brighter, your health and healing resource. With 20 years of successful healing, medical intuitive Winifred Adams has assisted thousands of people with their health and emotional well-being, including a celebrity clientele. An expert in emotional healing and body system health, Winifred specializes in emotional trauma and hard-to-solve cases. An official guide to John of God, Winifred works with people from all over the world to facilitate optimum health. Visit MakingLifeBrighter.com for more information and a discount off your first session. Appointments available in person or by Skype. Journey to John of God for healing with your guide, medical intuitive Winifred Adams. Experience healing with the world's most revered transmedium, John of God. Witness incredible healings, visit the sacred waterfall, and experience the heart-opening wonders of the Casa de Dominacio in Brazil. For more information, visit MakingLifeBrighter.com. Tune in and visit the archived shows to learn of the miraculous healing with John of God. Special offer will you mention you heard it on the Health and Wellness Channel. See the website for details, www.MakingLifeBrighter.com.
4: Get the news on our shows and other happenings by following us on Twitter. Find us at VoiceAmericaTRN or twitter.com forward slash VoiceAmericaTRN. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness.
3: And we're back. This is Winifred Adams with Making Life Brighter here on Making Life Brighter Radio. We're talking today with Sean Nix-Jones, who's written the book Secrets from Chuckling Goat. And you absolutely need to get a hold of this book. She has amazing products that are helping heal people all over the world. And she just told us a miraculous story of how she alone healed her husband, who was dying from an MRSA. So tell us more about what happened after you applied all this. How long did it take him to heal? And how is he today? What happened? Well, Two weeks later,
0: he swabbed clear of the MRSA. Wow. And two weeks. Yeah, it, it was a miracle. It really was. And what did um, the doctor say? The doctor didn't say a lot. And I'll tell you what, we went in to see that doctor sometime after that, and he pretended not to recognize us.
3: I'm sure. Oh, my God. That's, that's yeah. incredible. Isn't that sad? I don't know sad? what's worse. It's like, if, so
0: if he did recognize us and pretended he didn't, or if he didn't recognize us at all, I don't know. It's worse. Uh, it, it's amazing. It's amazing. But, wow. so. When the dust settled, you know, we were just so relieved that he was, uh, Rich was still with us. He started recovering. He started, he recovered very quickly. The wound healed, all good. Um, and I said, okay, you know, was that a fluke? Come on. Maybe it would have cleared anyway. So I sent the oil, which we call CG oil, um, short for chuckling goat. But I thought if I call it chuckling goat oil, people will think it's like something <laughs> from a goat. <laughs> That's <laughs> perfect. Very nice. um, CG I sent it oil. The lab mm-hmm. to be tested. And as a matter of fact... It does kill MRSA, it also kills Campylobacter, E. coli, and Salmonella at a dilution of 0.05%.
3: Fantastic. Yeah. It, it was crazy. I was, I was amazed. We were amazed. Well, we need that today, especially you know with all the advertisements on TV here. Oh, there's flu, and there's more flu, and now the measles are here. And every, I think what you're talking about can be applied to all of that. It
0: can. The nice thing about it, of course, because it's an essential oil, you can breathe it, you can put it on your skin, uh, you can put it in your bath, you can do a wound soak. A lot of what we're doing now is working with people who have MRSA infections, and they're using it as a wound soak. Um, so that's a powerful way to, you know, apply it. But we, the Welsh Assembly government caught wind of what we were doing, and someone from the innovation sector, one of the things I love about Wales, they really support innovation, uh, he came out and started working with us, and he hooked us up with um, scientists So Wales is a small country, and it's poor, but they have a lot of intelligent people who are doing really interesting things, and they're great about hooking up small businesses with universities so that you can get testing done. So he um, helped us, this particular innovation specialist, helped us get set up with the scientists at Swansea University and Aberystwyth University so that they could help us, you know, trial and test and do more applications and figure out, like, okay, we've got this amazing thing, now what do we do with it? You know, If you're going to use it for wound treatment and so on, you've got to go through a lot of clinical tests, quite rightly, and um, so that's what we're in process of doing now.
3: What a blessing and a blessing to all of us that you have stumbled upon this and actually now put all this research into it and then we'll continue to have these these clinical studies that can prove that sort of what our grandmothers knew maybe is more of where we need to go back to, just like your whole lifestyle, going from San Francisco back to Wales and living off the farm and finding the joy in being part of the ecosystem and the cycle of life and the food and the grounding and just all of it. You know, we're losing touch with that.
0: Nature has the answers. That's what I learned. You know, we have created this problem of antibiotic resistance with our misuse of chemicals. And the only thing that still works are the natural remedies. And that is not an accident. What I figured out was when you boil something down the way the scientists do, you know, they will find a plant compound and they'll isolate the active ingredient and then pull it out and put it in some sort of thing that big pharma can use and patent. What they've done is simplified it so far down that bacteria can eat it for breakfast.
3: Is that like the difference?
0: Evolving every 20 minutes. And they go, oh, yum, I'll take that, thank you. So we kill off the weak bacteria, the strong ones survive and become stronger, and we create our own nightmare.
3: Absolutely. Now, is that like the difference between cow's milk and goat's milk? Why is there such uh, a positive to goat's milk versus cow's milk?
0: Goats are similar in biology to human beings because goats are sort of roughly the same kind of size and weight as human beings. So cows produce big milk for a big animal. The fat molecules are big. You know, everything in there is kind of big because it's designed to nurture their offspring. Goats are more the size of human beings. The fat molecules are smaller. They're spread throughout. And goat's milk molecularly is very similar to human milk. So it's... It's non-allergic. There are babies that cannot even drink their own mother's breast milk, but they can have goat's milk. It's very easily tolerated. And what I um, figured out was, and again, all this science is easily available, um, goat's milk penetrates the barrier of the human skin. It actually soaks through, and it takes with it all these wonderful anti-inflammatories, vitamins, minerals, enzymes that heal things like eczema, psoriasis, rosacea, and acne.
3: Wow, that is so good to know. And you know what's funny is I'm sure that's been around for hundreds and hundreds of years, and yet we've been so conditioned away from that and going toward allopathic medicine or, like you said, big pharma, that we just aren't in tune with these things anymore. And what a blessing for you to come forth and have these experiences to share with us and bring us back in tune with that and especially through your book secrets from a chuckling goat is going to be available in February on amazon.com all over the world. And you can check it out on chucklinggoat.co.uk and all of Sean's story. She's just told us a piece of it here today, but she has recipes. She has all sorts of great things in this book that you must have. And tell us now how your husband is. Is he okay?
0: He's great. He's great. He's back on his tractor, and he's healthy, and he's strong. Um, We we drink the kefir every day. Everyone on the farm drinks it. We give it to our animals, and we're doing a lot of testing now about um, giving kefir to companion animals as a boost after surgery and antibiotics. So everyone on the farm gets kefir every day. Uh, Everyone on the farm uses the... The cleansing bars and the lotions, we put the goat's milk into it. We also put the kefir into it. So that's really what makes it work. And then we use only essential oils, you know, no nasties, no dyes, no chemicals, no parabens, no nothing like that. And I tell you what, we get crazy results. If you drink the kefir for 21 days, so you put the good bacteria back in your gut, and then you use... The soap and the skin cream on your skin, so you have the kefir on your skin as well, it's crazy what happens. Absolutely Can we get it crazy. over here? Can we, can we buy yeah, it here? So, excuse me. We are going to be um, exporting the skincare products. The drinking kefir, not so much. But you can find drinking kefir there. Everyone who's listening to this, please go out and get yourself some drinking kefir and drink it. <laughs> it well, we well, just might so, come so visit so you there.
3: <laughs> Sounds very beautiful there. Yeah, <laughs> and, no, it's it's fantastic. But we Let me ask be you about your goats quickly, because in the U.S., you know, we have so much that is fertilized, and uh, we use chemicals on the fertilizer. Are the goats eating organic grass? Is there a big push for organic everything over there?
0: feed our goats our own grass we make our own hay on the farm rich makes it on his tractor and we feed them gm-free soya-free feed which we have specially made for us you know because i can't i don't even trust i'll be honest with you i don't even trust organic because some farmers will pull out of the organic program spray pesticides and then go back in so if i if i need to know that my goats have completely chemical free hay i've got to make it myself and that's what we do
3: That is so important to know. This has been a real pleasure having you today. Thank you so much for coming and educating us on this. We all need to know more about this. So go and check out the chucklinggoat.co.uk and find out more about Sean's products and all of the things that she's making over there and why she's doing it, how she got into it. Get her book. This is a great story. I can't say thank you enough. You're a real delight and a great inspiration for all of us. Thank you so much for coming today. This is Making Life Brighter Radio, and Sean, we're going to go and check it out. We're going to get some of your soap, and we'll all go out and drink some kefir today. Thank you for coming. Thank you so much.
2: Thank you for listening to Making Life Brighter on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Be sure to join us each week at 10 a.m. for information, inspiration, and education with leading experts in healing and consciousness. For more information and a complete show schedule, please visit us at makinglifebrighter.com making life brighter successfully helping you feel better from the inside out
0: you are my world.
1: visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.